All right, Russell, tomorrow is the thing that Australia has been waiting for. Oh, let me guess, let me guess. Okay. Is it someone dies on Home and Away and <laughs> do they come back or not? Is that, is that what we're... Oh, no? I don't know that people wait for that. I think that just happens pretty much all the time, right? I don't know. I don't actually watch Home and Away, so that could be a thing. No, tomorrow's election day. Election <gasps> day. What? So, you have to go down if you're Australian... I mean, if you're not Australian, you can probably do it as well. I don't know that you'll actually you'll be able to do anything. But you go down to your local, like, school. <laughs> it's Saturday, so don't worry. Uh, <laughs> and and you vote for uh, who you want to run this country. Yeah. We, we do this about once every three years or so. Give or take. And it, Give or take. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of sneaks up on you a bit. Like, there's a lot of, oh, we're calling an election. It's insane. And then it just goes quiet for a while. And then a few weeks out from the election, just everything goes crazy. All the news, you see posters everywhere. There's people's faces just like beaming down at you. Vote for me because blah. Yep. Yeah. I, I saw a funny one on the way into work just literally today, Jelly. Mm. Political correctness is wrong and we need to protect our country from Islam apparently. So, there you go. <laughs> right. Islam. Yeah. That's a uh, huge threat to the Australian way of life. Very, 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 very big <laughs> threat. Yeah, no, there's some crazy parties out there. So, who are you voting for in this election? Ooh. Ooh, am I allowed to say? I think this election I'm going to do something different. I'm going to vote Greens everywhere. Yeah. And I've never, I've never actually done that before. How yeah. about you? Yeah, I'm leaning that way, I think. I don't really know. I'm still a little bit kind of on the fence. I, I have... Like, there are some crazy parties out there. So, we have, in, in the ACT here, we have the Australian Sex Party. Oh, yeah, we have those two. Do you have the the Fishing Party or something like that? No, we don't have a Fishing Party. We oh, do man, have, we got a Fishing Party. We do have, hang on, I, I was looking up these up before. We've got the Australian Liberal Democrats, which, despite their name, are a bunch of crazies. We've got the Family First Party, which oh, yeah, I think are another bunch party. of They're, crazies. Yep. I even saw, um, do you remember Pauline Hanson? Yeah, I remember Pauline Hanson. I saw her face on a poster associated with some party, like, just the other day. She still exists. So she's back. Know, she, wow, okay. We have something called the Animal Justice Party. I think there's a Communist Party. There's always at least one somewhere. Yeah, we have an, a Sustainable Australia Party who, yeah. I don't I don't know that they are actually about, like, sustainable living. I think they're more well, see, about, like, let's be racist. This is the thing, right? No one vets the name of your party. There's one party called the Health Party or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I And they're completely and utterly against, like, yeah, Medicare and everything else. I'm like, well, what? Ah, tricky name, tricky name. Yeah, I see, I have a problem with, with the way that this all works, right? I, I'm not... Uh, I, yeah, this is a very dangerous topic for me to be talking about because it I am really kind of dissatisfied with the way that the voting system works and i guess the government kind of works in general all these parties like i just want to know like i just want to be able to vote for the things that i care about but you have to with with all these parties you have to like read between the lines and you have to figure out if the person that actually represents you as part of this party you know actually is somebody that you you know would want to vote for and maybe you wouldn't want to vote for that person but you would want to vote for the person who would end up being in charge yeah i think i know exactly what you're getting at because here in australia at least we don't vote on the issues you vote you try and vote for the party that most represents like how you feel so it could be that this party is like 70 percent of the stuff that you want and 30 percent of the stuff like you're totally against but you don't really get a choice it's not like you just have to you can yeah you're like well i guess and not only that but the 
the party can then get in power, like overturn their leader, you know, without your approval, and, and then just change. go in a different direction. Yeah, just change. And They're like, we know we promised that, but, uh, you know, it's hard. And in Australia, that happens like <laughs> quite lot. often at the moment. We, we, I think we've had more like overturned governments than we've had elections in the past six years, maybe. Yeah. That's like two elections. Yeah. And we've had like three overturned, like in one situation, the government was overturned and then overturned by the original guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it gets pretty complicated. And not only that, but okay, you vote for a particular party, right? And it's you'd think, okay, I voted for this party, therefore they tally all the votes and the party with the most votes wins. But that's not really how it works either. So here in Australia, it's all split up into these different regions and it's the person who gets elected in your region that determines whether the party gets, you know, one seat in a, in a yep. particular house or yep. whatever. And then the problem with that is if generally in a lot of these seats they're they're considered like safe seats so you can vote whatever the hell you want and the outcome is still going to be the outcome so it's almost like oh i really really want this party to win and then some other party like wins in a landslide and you're like thanks jerks that live around me so do you feel like the last time that you voted did you do you feel like you made a difference there well see this is this is the interesting part right so we used to have an independent in our seat and he was actually a pretty good sort of guy. He was there for like 16 years or something. Right, well. So I voted for him because I'm like, yeah, this guy does good work. And then he actually died, which is, you know, that's sad and also yep. really inconvenient because then they had to like do another election for his seat and then I actually had to make a choice because the seat was contested. Like this is the first time I ever remember voting. I'm like, the person that I vote for, like this could actually make a difference. Like all the other times it was like, you know, 70% or 80% of the votes to this one guy. So it's like, you can vote for whoever you want. Nothing's going to happen. And then I had to sit there. I'm like, who do I vote for? Like, I don't know either of these people. I mean, I know the parties that they represent, but like, like, what do I do? So last time I voted for T-Rex. For what? T-Rex. T-Rex. Yeah. You, you, you know that he's not, there's no dinosaurs in power, right? Uh, well, I, I, if, if I had gotten my way, there would have been, but this is the same, like, this is the exact, you know, the exact problem that exists in, and to be clear, like in Australia, voting is compulsory. You have to, like, you're supposed to register when you're 18, when you turn 18 to vote. I, I don't think you have to. Like, I know people that haven't registered and therefore have never voted. Um, but once you are registered, you, it is compulsory to vote. Yeah. You actually get a fine if you don't. Yeah. You get a fine. So you, you have to go and vote. And so last, Last election, I was so fed up because of all the stuff that had already happened. And, I mean, it turned out that it was going to happen again. You know, everything is ha- that had happened before is going to happen again. It's the classic uh, Battlestar Galactica problem. And so, I voted for T-Rex. I have actually took a photo. I'm looking for... I'm going to look for the photo because I, I took a photo of my ballot uh, and stuck it on I Twitter. Understand. On, on, yeah, on Instagram. Okay. So, you, you did like a protest vote and you drew yeah. a picture of T-Rex on it's that. It's called donkey voting. Donkey voting. Donkey voting. I didn't vote for a donkey. I voted for T-Rex, but it is called donkey voting. All right, Jelly. Mm, I'm going to have to disagree with you here. I, I really don't like the concept of a donkey vote. And I don't like the concept of people who don't register to vote. And I especially don't like those people then complaining about the outcome, even even if conceivably they could have made no difference to it. I'm still like, if you're not registered to vote or you donkey vote, then you don't deserve to, to complain about yeah, the outcome. No, see, I think I think donkey voting is still an important part of uh, of the process. I think donkey voting is better than not voting at all. Part of the reason why is because you're still putting in a vote and you're voting kind of like the, the vote kind of says, I don't like this, like I don't like any of these people. Yeah, but I mean, how do they tell the difference between I don't like any of these people and I don't know how to fill out a form? Well, mine had T-Rexes on it. 
<laughs> I know, but you know what I mean? Like, from a statistical point of view, there's no difference between the yeah, two. It's I, like- I know, but I think, like, I, I do definitely think that there is, uh, you know, that, that that is something that is is valid. Like, I think it's a valid thing. And I, I think the fact that, like, even if the fact is that you don't know how to fill out the form, that is still a problem, right? I mean, it's it's the classic, like, UX problem. Like, if a thing is too hard to use, then maybe you should think about making it easier. Maybe you have to rethink your your, your solution. Oh, man. Can you can you imagine anything? I can't really imagine anything easier than putting the numbers 1 to 56 <laughs> in, in, like, a huge, massive form without making a single mistake. It's so, so simple. And not only that, but you have to do it without probably knowing who any of these people are <laughs> in the first place. And then you might, like, you might look up your, uh, your, your party and then you'll get in there and it'll be a bunch of, like, people's names. So what party does that person represent? I don't, I don't think I read oh, about man. that person. And they, and they purposely randomize it so as to not give, like, one party a preference over another. But that just makes it worse. In fact, yes. I remember one time um, my mother-in-law... She went to vote and she forgot her glasses. And I'm like, who'd you vote for? She's like, I just ticked the, the first box that was like on the left. And we looked it up and she voted for the cannabis party. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guarantee you that that is something that happens like not infrequently. Like people just like go, oh, I, I can't understand this. I'm just going to like one, two, three, four, five from left to right. And that's my vote. And I don't necessarily think that's a good thing. And I think that's not a problem with, like, the people. I think that's a problem with the way that the whole thing is kind of run. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, the other thing that really ticks me off is let's say, okay, let's say you're a massive Labor supporter and you're like, Labor all the way, I love Labor. And so you do the thing that they recommend and you put, like, a one in the Labor box. And the problem is if the Labor person doesn't win that seat, then there's all these weird preferences that they give to, like, other parties. So... Okay, like that person didn't win, so now they actually give your vote to someone else, and it it kind of works on the system that they've basically chosen who your vote goes to. Like it's complicated. There's lots of different steps. Yeah, so but I'm just like so you yeah. have to know. Like you have to know if the person that you actually are voting for, if they win or if they don't win, who are they supporting? So who does your vote go to? And if they don't win, who does your vote go to then? And so you got to like it's so complex. Yeah, and pre-elections, they're all doing deals with each other. Like, if you give me some of your preferences, like I'll give you some of my preferences, and then if you win in this seat, we could pretend it's like, oh, please, this is yeah. not how it's in my head at least. This is not how it's meant to work. I don't. Like, think if it I voted for someone either. and they lose, my vote doesn't necessarily go to like other people who I didn't select. No, I definitely, I definitely disagree with the way that the the elections are run. And look, it's in in all honesty. I, I think it's kind of a it's kind of a touchstone. Is that the right use of that word of a greater issue with the way that government is run in general? Touchstone. I'm just looking this up touchstone. now. A piece of fine grained dark schist or jasper formerly. No, I don't, no, I'm, I don't know. I'm not talking about the literal meaning of the ah, word. A standard or criterion by which something is judged or recognised. Hmm. I guess that kind hmm. of makes sense. Like it, I I, I feel like it's a problem with the larger issue of you know democracy like do you think do you think that democracy works because i mean that's essentially what like elections are a part of right elections are kind of the key thing of democracy you vote yeah you know so that the government kind of represents the greater people yeah see see, to me that uh, that's obviously a very big question but is does any system of government work and if so like which ones work better than other ones and 
I don't, I don't think that any of them work like amazingly well. They all have like weird issues and like side things. And, and in terms of the kind of democracy that we practice, like in Australia, I think, I think it works. It just doesn't work like very well. Like it often goes wrong and like weird things happen. I think at a really like macro scale, that kind of works. I mean, our country still exists. There's still infrastructure. Yep. You know, there's, there's buses, there's trains, there's, you know, healthcare at least for now. But it's like that kind of stuff kind of works, like it kind of keeps going, the government sort of keeps that running, but it's not exactly the most efficient thing in the world and it's not like everything I've ever wanted like comes to pass. Like we remember that there was meant to be like a national broadband network and everyone was going to get fibre to the home and it was going to be amazing and then it turned into a political issue and lo and behold, hardly anyone has it now. It's good fun. Yeah, it just keeps like people just keep kind of fighting over it and it keeps changing and then it's like really slow rollout, you know, because at, at least it's at one point it was kind of being stopped by, you know, the other party, the opposition party. And, uh, it's like, I well, that, know. that brings us to a really good question. What, what do you think of the whole like two big parties, one in opposition type thing? Like where that it's meant to, one party is meant to keep the other one honest. Like what, what do you think of that? System? I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't think it works here and I don't think it works in America too often what ends up happening is that nothing changes and that's i think part of the problem with the mbn the mbn is a really good example of this because it was brought to kind of you're brought up by one party as like oh we're going to do this and so that you know they got into power and they started doing it um but then it was being blocked by the opposition party and the opposition party was like yeah well you shouldn't do this uh and then eventually that changed like it you know government changed hands and so now the opposition party was the main party and the main party was the opposition party because you know whatever uh and then it's kind of the the other way around like all of a sudden you know the new main party is like oh you know we're going to do it this way and we're going to just make these changes and we're going to you know we're still going to roll this out and then it just kind of nothing ever changes and so it just becomes this kind of fight everybody's f- having to fight for everything and ev- nothing ever gets kind of done like it's kind of, i guess it's committees like it's the jet like it's a basically a giant committee (laughs) and yeah i don't like that and i I think a lot of the problem is is that you've got like people people are in power like actual like i'm not talking about like this is not your robots should be taking over everyone's jobs (laughs) oh i don't know i I feel like robots might do a better job here but no i you know i'm not talking about like people in general i'm talking about like um you know we have a prime minister and that prime minister has a name and you know is a person and has their own kind of point of view and that point of view and that kind of the way that they want to do things kind of comes through in what actually gets done or well, you know or what the party is kind of fighting for and so it's kind of it's not people so much as kind of like people on pedestals does that make sense yeah that kind of makes sense and i think my other problem is that our election cycles are only sort of three years long so the problem is one party gets into power and the opposition's only job is to like get back into power like three years later and so they don't care if they like sabotage things they don't care if they block things that all they're trying to do is make like the the other party look bad. It's basically. just a so, scramble for power. Yeah. yeah. So when it comes to election time, you're like, look at how badly these guys screwed up. Look at all these things they did. And you, no one cares that you were the person like, you know, blocking it or like sabotaging or whatever. They're like, yeah, yeah, they did do a good job. We're going to hand it back. And what does the other party do? They're like, okay, now it's time to like, you know, mess with all the stuff you're doing. Like it's very rare. I'm trying to think of, there's probably very few things. I think gun control, when we introduced that in Australia, that was like a bipartisan you know, thing that went through like on both sides, but yep. it's very rare that the two parties combine to do something like good for the country. Yeah, no, it's 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 always just fighting and scrambling for power, and I I think like the election process 
less here comparatively to America. Um, you know, America have like a really long election cycle. Oh man, how and dear USA, like how long is your? We when did we first hear about Trump? Like a year and a half ago or something? Yeah, yeah. And they and, and the, they just go from they go from town to town and they kind of like you know sp- spread the gospel of Trump, I guess. <laughs> And, and then there's like, yeah, you got to win like the the state or the pride. I don't even know. You get, first, you got to win the election for the party, which takes forever. Yep. And then you've actually got to win like the presidency, which also takes forever. Yep. And it's such a long cycle, and there's so much like advertising and all that sort of stuff that, like, and it's the same here. It just doesn't go for a very as as long. You know, there's all this kind of advertising and kind of you know, what what is it called, mudslinging? Um, and uh, you know, it just. I don't know. It doesn't really feel like, you know, anybody's actually trying to get, you know, make the country better. Like it, it just like feels like everybody's just trying to grab power and yeah, like get you, their own you way. Wanna, you want to improve things if it makes you look good. And I mean, that's the other problem with elected leaders, right? Is in order to get to where they've gotten, they had to make deals with like all sorts of people on the way up. They're like, you know, if you vote for me, then yeah, yeah. I'll do this for your constituency. Or I'll do this for like your career. And yeah. And, They've made like so many deals on the way up with like business and like other people like in their party that by the time they get there, like it doesn't matter if they're an amazing person who really wants to change the world, like it's too late. Like yeah. the amount of things that they had to negotiate on the way up is like, okay, now you're hamstrung by, by all that stuff. Yeah, there's, there's so much compromise that has to happen and I don't necessarily know, like, you know, compromise can be good in some, in some situations, but I don't know that it's good all the time. I think that that, I think the way that government is run, it definitely happens far more often than it should. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not a fan of that, of, of the way that that kind of works. And that you could go a lot for, a lot further with all the different problems there are, there are with government. But how about we kind of make it a little bit positive? How would you, is there a better solution to the, like to the whole process, to like elections and stuff like that? Like, how would you do it if you were put in charge of creating a new government? Ooh, I like this. See, I'm going to give you the obvious solution and then I'm going to give you a different one that, that I'd actually pick. So the obvious one that people jump to is they're like, why don't we just vote on every single like important topic that comes up? And I don't know that that works because I don't know no. if I trust like every other person in my country to be smart enough and informed enough so that every time something important comes up that they make like a good like factual like, you know, non-emotional decision or anything. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that works. Like well, we, I mean, you just have to look at the Brexit stuff that hey, we saw in hey, the UK. Hey, and, you know, like that, that kind of highlights a whole bunch of issues there. Cause, you know, there are not like, I mean, everybody has their own kind of point of view and not everybody voted. Like quite a lot of people didn't vote. And then you've got like, you know, the, the overwhelming kind of voice there were kind of going to be the minority by the time the actual stuff kind of all goes through. And on on top of that, you've got like, you know, companies that like they want things to happen a certain way. So they'll, uh, and I'm not, I'm not sure how much of this we saw during that process. Cause I mean, I don't obviously live in the UK, but companies and lobbyists and stuff like that will kind of put stuff out there to try and sway people to vote the way that they want because they, you know, because people don't understand the topic and uh, it's, you know, it's not a great idea. It sounds great in theory, but in practice, it's kind of terrible. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And so, okay, I have a weird view on this and okay. it's, it's probably not actually like doable, but I think actually the best form of government is to get yourself a benevolent dictator, like someone who cares a lot about the country, like th- they can be wealthy, like whatever, but they kind of have the best interests of the country in mind and they don't particularly hate one group of people in particular. I don't know how you get that person, but I feel like you get that person, you give them absolute power. And then they get to make like good decisions. It's amazing, Jelly. What do you think? So 
that works until they're no longer benevolent. Yeah, there is that. Or somebody else, like, takes takes power. Because, I mean, you look at, for instance, I don't, I don't know, I don't really have an, an exact example, but, I mean, there there is a great opportunity there for somebody to kind of take over by replacing or using them as a figurehead or, you know, threatening that. Like, you know, there are so many ways that that could go wrong. Okay, I've, I've heard another model floated recently is... What if your vote was actually a percentage of how much like potential lifespan you have left? So if you vote at like age 20, your vote is worth way more than if you vote at like age 70. What do you think of that? So that the, the young people essentially are driving our future. Yeah. I, I think more importantly, though, with that kind of a solution, young people have to be educated in what like what the stuff that they're voting for actually means. Because I think this is a key problem with the process, right? Is that a lot of people don't actually know what they're voting for when they vote for stuff. And I think this is the same both with both with like voting via referendum, like we saw with Brexit, but also with voting for like parties. So I mean, yeah, that would work. That would be great because it means that it kind of removes that bias of well, I'm going to have to live with this for far longer than you are, and yet somehow you won. But at the same time, understanding what people what they're voting for is going to cause people to change their mind. I think, and one of the examples of that is like, for instance, the Brexit vote. A lot of people changed their mind after they saw the fallout from like of what was happening because of you know the way that that went. And had there been proper education in that process leading up to the vote, maybe that would have maybe that would have been different. All right. So it's it's your turn, Jelly. If you were running for office, like how how would you change things? So I, I think the thing that I would change would be with the election cycle, just the election cycle. So at the moment, the way that you vote, at least here, is we use yeah we use the preferential voting. So you can vote above the line to just basically tick a box, and then your vote will kind of be carried down the line by the party that you vote for, as we pr- described before. Or you, like number one through fifty eight, the your preferences, <laughs> uh, you know, in exact order. Um, definitely, yeah, definitely having, have to think re- about this. Researched all fifty eight people and yeah. remembering all their names. And remembering all their names and potentially the parties that they work that, that they you know work as part of and all that sort of stuff and what do they stand for? Do they stand for the stuff that I stand for? Who are, are they? Kind of like who is the closest? I don't. I'm not really sure. There's no real list here of like what I'm voting for. I'd like to vote kind of referendum stuff. I mean, it's kind of referendum ish, but I would like to vote for the in such a way that I instead of voting for the party. You vote for the thing that the things that you that you like, like the things that you prefer. So you get to choose like coal versus like renewable energy. Yeah. You're so like, which one of these do I prefer? Yeah. Which one of these do I prefer? I prefer re- renewable energy. That sounds you know that that seems logical, and and so the votes are ca- tallied in such a way that they reflect the way that the you know the populace kind of would prefer government to go and that kind of gives a direction you don't have there's no like fighting over like one thing or the other and it's just it's i mean it's a lot i think it's a lot cleaner and it's not quite the same as referendums because you'd still end up with like people that have to carry that out right because you're still going to end up with probably a party that most represents whatever was voted for but uh, i feel like it's a better solution overall maybe yeah yeah i wonder if the way to actually get there is just to make like incremental improvements because I mean, at the moment, it's just it's just too easy to have like a successful media campaign, to have like a few easy wins, to like you know paint stuff on the side of like buildings and buses, and yeah. put out a few ads, and, yeah. 
and then you gain power and you're like, hello, like I'm in power now. I do what I want. Okay. Thanks okay. everyone. So maybe what we should do is that we should vote. We should run for office. We should have the topical party. Oh, do what does the topical party stand for? Uh, I'm trying to think. You, Maybe you no, like, no, no. I've got this. I've got this. Yep. We we buy we buy a huge bus. I'm talking like a huge bus. You know, you know how you can get stretch limos. Yeah, I'm talking about like stretch bus. Like I've seen those buses with the constant. Oh, yeah, things. No, we I get, think in the middle, like the where it yeah. bends in the middle, the bendy bus. Yeah, yeah. We get like one with like five bends, so it basically takes and up it should be double decked. Yep, double decked. Double decked takes up bends. an entire wow. street. That is huge. And I think we need a cool catchphrase to like paint on the side of it, so when people see the bus, they're like. I'm a vote for the topical party. Yeah. You got one? Never longer than 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. People might confuse us for the sex party if we, we put that on the side. I think you just want something simple because oh. let's face it, the average voter isn't hugely intelligent. Sorry, okay. average voter. So we have one letter per per bus. So we've got yeah. what? Five, we've got five sections. So it would be B O O M exclamation mark. Yes, and people will just stare at that bus. And it will take a while for this bus to, to pass you because let's face it, like the current government hasn't done a great job with traffic management and stuff. So you'd be like, burr, 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 and they'd be like, oh, boom. 